0: Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we're bold, We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. No one can force you to tell a lie. No one can force you to commit any sin. Certainly not to denounce Christ. We obey the word of God. Obedience is better than sacrifice is what Samuel told uh, Saul. And we certainly believe that. And so that makes us faithful. That makes us bold. And when we have questions, we go to God and we go to his word to find out the answer. And when there is no answer, we sit and we wait. We stay busy working and being, doing the things that we know we need to do for day-to-day living, worship and praise and prayer unto the Lord. That's how we wait. That's how we went on God. Listen, I wanna thank you for joining the online service of the Cornerstone of Grace. If you're looking for church home, growth and ministry, I wanna invite you to join us, grow with us, and be blessed with us. Now, I wanna remind you to save this date, May 30th, 31st, and June 1st. It'll be here before you know it. And we will be celebrating uh, our Pentecost service here in Southern California. And so if you are in the Riverside area if you are in San Bernardino, Los Angeles County, wherever you are, we want to invite you to to save that date and be with us on those three days and more information will be coming forth as far as hotels and, and different things in the area. It will be a high time in the Lord. We're looking for God to truly bless as only he can do, as only he can do. It's a service unto the Lord. He's the only one that is actually sitting in the audience. The rest of us are there to worship him in the beauty of holiness. With that being said, um, we're going to have a word of prayer, and then we're going to go into the word of God. Father, we thank you for your goodness and grace. We thank you for your mercy, how you have blessed us throughout this day. You've watched over and kept us, Lord God, and we thank you. We thank you for what you've done for us this day how and the things that we we didn't see there's things that we don't even understand that you protected us from and that you caused to happen and it just went so smoothly and and we just didn't know it but one thing for sure is that we know this is the day that you have made and we can rejoice and be glad in it thank you for for placing us in this day giving us an opportunity to worship you opportunity, Lord God, to serve you again and to to do your will, to prepare for what is to come. Lord God, we thank you right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I ask that you would bless anyone that is under the sound of my voice that may be feeling sick. Lord God, that uh, you know the prayer requests that we have, I pray that those requests line up with your will. Lord God, we know if it lines up with your will and if we are abiding in you and aligning up with your will, that it will come forth. Lord, I ask that you remember each one that will receive an invitation as we are casting our net uh, throughout the city. I ask that you would bless, Lord God, those that receive those invites. Lord God, that you stir up their hearts, Lord God, that they would seek you, Lord God, and, and wonder, what must I do to be saved? Lord, we ask these blessings in Jesus' name, amen. Now. Uh, again, we thank God, and we, I hope you are receiving as much from the studies as I am, because I'm certainly learning. Um, uh, gentlemen, ladies, you can never rise above your education. Uh, let me say that again. You cannot rise above your education. I found out how important reading is. You may not have been like me. Maybe you didn't like reading. I certainly didn't. Nope. Mm-mm. I'm rolling back the hands of time here, and there was a lot of things I didn't like. But there was a day that I found out just how important reading was, and I shared this with with my my son, um, who didn't have a problem with reading or, or mathematics or anything like that. But I shared it with him, so he got a chance to see where I was many, 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 many years ago. And um, but reading. I hope you're getting as much out of the study as I am. And so what I share with him, and I'm sharing it with you because we cannot and you cannot rise above your education. It's impossible. It's impossible. Now education doesn't mean formal, you went to a college and you graduated. No, education could be self-initiative. It could be that you sat down and read a book and you study on your own. And actually that's, I had much success in that area um and r- rose all the way up to director of information technology um, without a college degree but I studied but I'd learned how important reading was when our car broke down now this was the 1980s the early 1980s and uh, and at that time uh, was expecting our first son and my little Dotson, our little Dotson, B210, four-speed transmission in the floor, uh, blew a head gasket and did not have $1,500 to get it fixed. Had it towed to the shop, they, that's how much it was gonna cost, didn't have that. And I thought for a moment, I said, you know what? When you go to a mechanic shop, they have, and they, they didn't have a bunch of computers, but they had books. So I went to Pep Boys and I bought the book that would help me understand that I felt comfortable reading. And I read that book on how to repair that Datsun B-210, 1974 Datsun B-210. Rebuilt it, took the engine apart, put new rings in um, on the pistons, got the head uh, uh the head which had blown, warped, uh, had it resurfaced, put all that back together, got electrocuted, you know. Uh, as well while I was working on the car uh, by the battery and um, and fixed it and drove it from, from Los Angeles to Northern California where someone broke into it and stole all the baby clothes and, um, and drove it back and traded it in, you know. But I learned at that instance how important it is to read. And so when I wanted to move from Uh, The position of where I was and what I was doing in the hot sun, working, um, you know, getting a tan, and it's not too easy to tan, but I was tanning. And and, and so I started reading. I took a dummy's book to work with me every day, and my backpack was a dummy's book. And I read that dummy's book, and I learned Excel. And when I learned it, I became an Excel, uh, considered an Excel uh, professional. And there was a position they wanted someone for Excel that got me into the office because I scored in the 90s. Um, There were some things I didn't know how to do. I went home and asked questions and someone actually pointed out to me that I knew exactly what to do because I had been doing it at home and daily and taking care of business. And that was bank reconciliations. And I went back to the interview and I explained that to them without saying I do it at home, but I do understand the concept of it. And they hired me on the spot. That was then. And so I realized how important it is to read and I have not stopped reading, not yet. And I will read something over and over again because you read it once don't mean you understand it. You might be able to quote it, but does it mean you have intimate knowledge about it? That takes time. And in building a relationship with God, it takes time. And it's time that you don't have to waste. None of us have to waste. And so we have to learn what God wants of us, because at the trump of God, when the trump shall sound and the dead in Christ rise first, and then we which are alive, uh, we will not be asking questions at that moment. And and we should know how to live holy by that time. So, and if the Lord, if you are a newborn and, and you're, you, you may have just been baptized and in Jesus name for the remission of sin and you coming out the water and the trump of God sound God knows just what to do to catch you up. The same thing that he will do for all of us that are caught up because at that moment, he knows how to make us all holy to be just like him. Now, unrepentant sin that hasn't been dealt with. Uh, you need to deal with it. Well, let's go on into the word of God. We are in the book of Genesis touching what is referred to as the law of particularization. Moving from the general to the particular, the universe, earth, man, spirit. We are touching the creation and the principal person who is the cosmological, the cause of all things, and the teleological, the designing mind behind everything. And by no means have we exhausted the word of God we're just scratching the surface of it. And so there's a lot more there. And so tonight we wanna talk about following God's lead. As a kid, you may have played follow the leader. You may have um, played different variations of it. I don't know what you may have called it, but uh, tonight let's talk about following God's lead. He's the leader. Let's follow the leader. The Bible tells us in Genesis, the 22nd chapter, beginning at the 10th verse, and I'm going to read from verse 10 through 13. It's all right. all right. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Now, Abraham, as we've been reading the word of God, has now been asked by God to take his son, Isaac, the son in whom he loved, the son that's from him and Sarah. Isaac is a combination. He has the DNA of both of them. And to sacrifice him. And he followed what God was saying. And he went to the place that the Lord showed him. And as he took the knife to slay his son, the Bible said the angel of the Lord called out from heaven. So it's not unusual to hear a voice calling out from the sky, or no, it's not unusual. And, and, and we can, uh, the Bible tell us, and, and we, I'm jumping ahead of myself, but uh, Samuel was a child of promise as well, meaning that uh, Hannah used to go to the temple and she was praying and asking the Lord to bless her with a, with a child. she wanted to be uh, to bless her husband with a child. that was her heart's desire and um, and so when she did she she consecrated that child and gave him back to the Lord. And so Samuel, who was in the bed sleep and I, the Bible don't say how old he was, but um, I don't remember I don't recall if you do that's that's great. But I know that that he was a child. And so when we think of children, don't exclude them and say, well, you know, they're just a he's just 10. He, he don't need the Holy Ghost. He don't hear from God. That's not true. That's not Bible Where, whoever told you that uh, didn't tell you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. That's why we are. Uh, that's why we are inside the pages. We're talking about the truth that's inside the pages, not not fiction. But we're talking about facts, not mythological um, creatures and different things and uh, Greek theology and all that. No, we're talking about the facts. We're talking about what is still happening today. And so the the Lord called out to Samuel. Samuel heard him, went and and thought it was Eli. Eli, did you call me? He's like, no. And after it happened again, Eli said, listen here, uh, next time, answer and say, Lord, here I am. And so God will call your name. And it's not, it's not a spooky ghost. It's not Casper or nothing like that. Ain't nobody playing witchy poo with you. Uh, and one thing about when God shows up to show you something, it, it, it's not always a fearful moment. It, when we read in scripture, uh, the Lord would tell them to be at peace. And, and then there's other times that he would scare, uh, excuse my my vernacular, my phrase here, but he was scared, scare the H double L hockey stick out of you. Uh, You know, let's put it that way. And and so, um, so God will speak. Did I say that correctly? H, uh, H, uh, double hockey stick. Okay. You understand what I'm saying. And if you've ever been scared by the Lord, um, if you haven't, it's not a place you want to be because it is a frightful thing. Uh, As David said, it's a frightful thing to fall in the hands of an angry God. And so if you find yourself in trouble, you need to humble yourself immediately and know um, that you will suffer for your, your own consequences. And don't don't blame no one else and say you're a victim of circumstances. No, you understood the situation before you got involved. And so that's a difference between trickery and you making a informed decision of what you're doing. And so the Bible says, and the angel of the Lord called out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. He recognized God's voice. Now, there's been conversation that's been going on between the Lord and Abraham. And that by this time, he should recognize his voice. There are some things that we should be acquainted with. There are some things that by now we should be well Acquainted with. And that is the voice of God. If you've had a relationship with Him, then you understand that we should be acquainted with Him. And so, um, if God's in your dream, if God speaks to you, uh, there should not be a question of, uh, well, was that the Lord? And sometimes we do that. And I caught myself doing that the other night. I had a dream, I had a vision, and I wondered for a moment. And I had to realize, I had to catch myself that, that what I saw and understood was what I saw and understood, not to question it, you know, but to accept it, to accept it. And so we should be acquainted in our, with God and a relationship of what God is showing and telling us so that we don't offend him. And when we doubt <laughs> God, then we offend him. We offend him. And so, when we question him, and especially questioning him over and over again, is offensive. Just like it would be offensive, if I kept asking you the same thing over and over again. You would get tired of that. And I didn't say request. So I'm talking about you questioning him. And so, there that makes a difference, right? Yeah. Okay, that makes a difference. It makes a difference. And he said, "Lay not." Thine hand upon the lad. Don't 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 harm Isaac. Neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thy only son, from me. So, uh, it's important, and God has expectations too. I don't know why we live and act as if God has no expectations of us that he just, he's just a Coke bottle. He's a genie in a bottle, you know, and we just rub the bottle. You know, if I, if I give an offering, and I give $5, then, and then, then it's like playing the lottery. God, God should give me back $5 000, 000, 000, you know, that sort of thing. Let's be for real. Let's have a better understanding. Let's have a better understanding that God has expectations of what we are and who we are and what he's expecting of us. And that is to follow the leader. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, behind him, a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering And in the stead of his son. And so God sent a sacrifice in its place. When you are, when things are going awry, there's something else. You have to understand that that there's something that God has in store for us. He's not leaving us without anything. Now, again, it's important that we follow God's lead. All the time, we don't follow his lead. We say we follow him. But are we really following them No, 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 uh, no, we, we we get sidetracked and it's time for us to stop getting sidetracked. Remember in, in Genesis, the 17th chapter, the first verse, the Lord told Abraham said, walk before me and be perfect. Cut out the shenanigans. And so Abraham has been following God's lead for a little while. And he has some some things that he needed to needed to be ironed out. You know, understand salvation is, is not a sprint. It's a marathon. And so it takes time with all of us. And so uh, Abraham had been following God's lead for a little while. Uh, He began his journey at age 75. And Sarah was 65. And the Bible tells us in Genesis, the 12th chapter, the uh, first verse said, Now the Lord said unto Abraham, Get thee out of the country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house into a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a, a great nation and I will bless thee and I will make thy name great and thou shalt um, be a blessing and I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curse thee and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And so the Lord speaks out to him to follow him just as he has spoken to us to follow him. The Genesis 13 chapter in the 17th verse says, uh, arise and walk through the land in the length of it and in the breadth of it and I will give it unto thee. Then Abraham removed his tent and came and dwelt in the plains of memory and which is in Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. So he's following God's lead. Are you following God's lead? And if not, why? let that marinate a little bit. Why? Why aren't you following his lead? Uh, there's a scripture that says many that are led um, led by the Spirit of the Lord, they are the sons of God. They, and, and so uh, if you're his son, and then we're not rebellious children, you no, know, we, we've, we've matured, we've gotten past being rebellious, you know, acting unseemly and doing things and getting all into our emotions and feeling a certain way about certain things. And so what happens is that when we feel a certain way about certain things, guess who we take it out on? We take it out on the Lord. We take it out on him. We shouldn't take it out on anyone. Though we might find ourselves doing it sometime, but certainly let's not take it out on the Lord. We should be following his lead. Following means seeing it his his way. We have to see it God's way. Now, the only way you're gonna see it God's way is that you're gonna have to think about it. You're gonna have to be still, you're gonna have to stop. You're gonna have to get in the word, you know, and God does give scriptures to, that help us in situations. Uh, I fell into a situation and uh, God gave me a scripture uh, and I read that scripture until that situation was over. I would stand up in the middle of service, not well at the testimony service. And I would just read that scripture uh, as loud as I could. And then I would sit down. That was my testimony. I didn't have nothing else to say. And it worked in my favor. It worked in my favor because I found myself in a situation where I needed uh legal advice, I needed help. I didn't have no one to turn to. And when it came down to it, everything was dismissed. Everything went in my favor. I received finances that had been spent. And all of that good stuff. You got to get into the word. I fell into another situation and i was seeking god and he gave me what to read and i'm and i open my bible up and i read if i don't read anything else in the morning i'm reading that particular passage for where i am because i know what god has to say and it's through his word anyone that comes that says that the lord has given them a word should be verifiable through the scripture Now, following God means that we see it his way. And how are you going to see it his way if you don't understand his mind, if you don't understand what he thinks about it? And it's in the word. And Genesis 15, 5, says, and he brought him forth abroad and said, look now toward the heavens and, and tell the stars if thou art able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord and it was counted unto him for righteousness. So see, some of the things that we deal with and some of the blessings that that's going to that will that's on the way and some of the blessings that you've already seen and you're anticipate arriving is because you believe God and is being counted to you for righteousness because you are following his lead you're following his lead i, I can i say it again, you're following his lead it's important to understand that God did not save you he did not save me he did not save us to leave us in the same condition that we was in before. Now, Israel thought that, oh my God, uh, I'm ahead of myself. Let me let me stop. I'm going to put that on pause right now. Uh, there, I hit my pause button. But Genesis 15 and 7, and he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of, your Ur of the Chaldeans to give thee this land to inherit it. So God brings us out of situations to... to to enhance us, to enhance our living. Now, you could be in a situation that is not what others might think is ideal, but yet it's been enhanced. Yes. And you would know and understand that, that if it's been enhanced, you know the way things were, you know how God can bring you into favor. And, I'm telling you, that's the enemy, huh? How that the enemy, now let me let me say something here that, that no one else may not know what's going on, is that since we have been in Bible study and have been doing the, our electricity has been acting very strange. It has been acting very strange. Not the neighborhood electricity, but there is something acting strange in the neighborhood. And I'm not calling a Ghostbuster for that. But um, but I just want you to know, as you're praying with us, as we go forth in the word of God, that, um, that he brought us out and he brings us into an area to enhance us. Now in that, sacrifices made sacrifices are signs of our belief and acceptance of what god is saying the bible tells us in genesis the 15th chapter it says and he said unto him this is the ninth verse take me an heifer of three years old and a she goat of three years old and a ram of three years old and a turtle dove and a young pigeon and he took unto him all these things uh, all of these and divided them in the midst and laid these pieces one against another. But the birds divided he not. And when the fowls of the air came uh, upon the carcasses, Abram drove them away. And you're gonna have to fight for, uh, for your blessing. You got to fight to keep the enemy from trying to take it away. Don't let the enemy take it away. Uh, land on you and, and make you think, oh, that preacher don't know what he's talking about. Oh, that man, uh, you know, Oh, but what about this? No, what about that? And you start wondering, uh, have wondering thoughts in your head. No, those are the same things that came down to eat up the sacrifice that Abraham had laid out. He drove them away. So you, you're going to have to drive them away. And, and so, uh, and when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and lo, a horror of great darkness fell upon him god had something to show him now god uses darkness He uses darkness to cover uh what we would see if the darkness was not there that's a conversation for another time genesis 17 and one says and when abram was 90 years old and nine the lord appeared to abram and said unto him Uh, i'm i am the almighty god walk before me and be thou perfect And I will make my covenant between me and thee, and I will multiply the the exceedingly, and Abraham fell on his face and talked with God. We have to follow God's lead, and we have to talk with God. Lord, you're asking me to do this. Acknowledge what God is asking. Be obedient to what he's asking. Now, one thing for sure is that when God speaks to us, someone, the word will confirm it. Not only will the word confirm it, but others will confirm it. The Bible said out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word should be established. Uh, I have a regular meeting, prayer meeting that I that I have in the week with, uh, with other pastors and uh, those that attend. And so um, one of the things that I, I hear during the prayer that I've heard is confirmations of things that I have not spoken about to anyone. When uh, when the minister is praying, and they're praying, and they begin to pray about certain things that I have not discussed, and vice versa, um, it has also gone the other way. Um, and so, uh, God knows how to speak to us and let us know and set His approval on things that need to be approved of. And God is speaking, so we have to have an ear to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying. Abram had an ear to hear. Without that ear, you cannot follow God's lead. You can't follow. You can't follow. And he's not going to show up and you know walk before you. And if he, if he does, I, 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 you'll have to testify and tell us how you handled that. But you're going to have to follow his lead through his word. And as we have unctions from God to do certain things, and they're always going to be what's right. Genesis 20, the 13th verse says, And it came to pass when God caused me to wonder in my father. Now he's talking to Abimelech, and he's telling Abimelech how God led him from his father's house. And we ought to have a testimony that God led us from sin, how God led us. Uh, Abram left from being an idol worshipper. We ought to have a testimony that God has led us from doing some things that we used to do. Yeah, we should not be found in the same situation doing that stuff over and over again. After a while it should we should be able to stop when we had enough, you know, put our flesh in subjection and and follow God's lead. And you're not going to follow his lead if you follow your flesh. Because flesh, the Bible said that the 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 flesh wars against the spirit. And so, if it's warring against your spirit, then you're not going to, and you're not bringing it into subjection, then you're going to follow the flesh instead of following what God has to say. Well, the scripture goes on to say, as we started out, that Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. I'm here. I'm right here. I hear you. I hear you, Lord. I'm here. You got me. You got my attention. And he said, lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, saying that thou hast not withheld. The key point, you didn't withhold. Let's not withhold anything from the Lord. We're following his lead. So if we're following his lead, that means we have to do whatever he's asking of us. And we're not going to withhold anything from him, even though we might feel a certain way. And the Bible don't talk about uh, how Abraham felt uh, on the inside, because that is not revealed. You know, and I'm sure that that his the son that thou lovest is your only son. Ishmael is gone. Uh, he's gone with his mom and Hannah. And, uh, you know, and so this is your only son. Uh, that had to be something. Uh, it's, It's implied. It's implied. And so, but he did not withhold him. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and behold, behind him, a ram was caught in the thickets. What is it? What's waiting for you right now? If you follow God's lead, what's waiting for you? Father in the name of Jesus, thank you Lord God for your goodness and grace. Lord, and I pray and ask that you will bless us to follow your lead. Lord God to yield ourselves unto your voice, to yield ourselves unto the visions that you give, to yield ourselves to the instructions that the pastors give that the ministers, the evangelists, whatever it is that that has been given to us to do, that we don't put it off till tomorrow, but we take care of it as immediately, Lord God, that we follow your lead in handling business, that we follow your lead, Lord God, in handling relationships. Help us, Lord God, to follow your lead in in whatever it is. Lord, your word says whatever we do in, in word or deed, to do all according and in your name, Lord God. And so we wanna honor you by following what you have to say. Lord God, you said be man in business. Lord God, you told us to be slow to give an answer, be ready to hear, don't be so ready to open our mouths up and say anything. Lord, help us to follow your lead, to recognize your voice, to recognize dreams and visions. Lord God, provide clarity and understanding. Lord God, we thank you, Lord. Lord Jesus, we yield ourselves unto you as your servants. Lord God, we look for your coming. Lord, but until you come, you said occupy. Help us to occupy, Lord God, and to follow you. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, be blessed. If you have any questions about what has been said or or. Please visit us at ConnectingTruth.org and use our contact page and, and I'll answer those questions on the air so that everybody can have the answer as well. Or if it's a confidential prayer, then let me know, you know, and certainly we'll hold you up in prayer as well. Be blessed. Now may the words of my mouth. And the, and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in our sight, sight. O oh Lord, oh Lord my strength, my strength and, my and my redeemer God bless you